0: Hello and welcome to the Witches Gathering. We are your hosts, Carrie, and I'm Sabella. And today we are having a fun little conversation about spells. What what are are spells? How to cast them?
1: Who said you should? (laughs) Stay tuned at eleven for more information.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, what are spells? Are Um, your
1: kids addicted to spells?
0: (laughs) Are they summoning the devil at odd times? (laughs) Beware the satanic panic. Oh, God. Which more and more is seeming, it's really becoming more appealing, I must say. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what are spells? Well, to sum it up, a spell, incantation, a charm, an enchantment, or a bewitchery, is a magical formula intended to trigger the magical effects in a person or object? Would you like to explain uh, the differences between all of those? So I took the time to be that asshole that pulled up all the dictionary
1: definitions because that's just who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly what I found overall, the actual definition of a spell is a formula or... Um, like a string of sentences or spoken words that are used to enchant or bewitch or um, create magic. Um, And the definition of enchant is to influence as if or by charms or incantations. And then an incantation, um, Merriam-Webster defines it as a use of spells or verbal chants spoken or sung as part of a ritual or magic which just seems like a big giant circle
0: to me yeah it all seems just like just call it what it is it's all the same fucking thing Yeah, just but, different um, words yeah but dictionary.com
1: but dictionary.com define an incantation um, in three little definitions the first is um the chanting or uttering of words proposed to have magical powers 2 a formula employed a spell or charm 3 um magical ceremonies and 4 magic or sorcery and i kind of liked wikis definition not going to lie i know how we all feel about wikipedia mm-hmm. but it called an incantation is quote a magical formula intended to trigger a magical effect on a person or object Mm -hmm. so really we could say that a incantation is what we modernly call a spell but yeah
0: i would i would say that yeah i mean it's a term like the terminology is all interchangeable anyway so use what you fucking want to yeah at this point again using another wikipedia thing that i wrote
1: down um In Wiki's witchcraft section, so like under their definition of witchcraft, they define a spell as, um, quote, used to signify the means to carry out a magical action. A spell can consist of a set of words, a formula or verse, a ritual action, or any combination of these, which Mm -hmm. I think is... Pretty concise way to kind of wrap up what a spell is, but can also explain an incantation or an enchantment or a charm. And I think I should say, at least me personally, when I hear charm, I think of you are working directly with an object of some kind. And that can be like, you know, a magical bag or something, but it's still like an object or a series of objects that are put together into one object.
0: Yeah. And I mean like that could be the same set for like a charm, a talisman, a, what else are they called? Amulet. Amulet. Like, yeah, I would, I would group them together unless you're like charming a person. And I'm not yes. saying you're throwing like a bag of magical items at this person. You can. Throw it at the face. You do you boo boo. Right at the face. In mm-hmm. for the eyes. <laughs> yes. Because if they can't see, they can't see where they're going. They can't run away from you.
1: How can they see with all the sequins in their eyes?
0: <laughs> Thank you, Richard Gere. <laughs> a little razzle dazzle. <laughs> I want to watch a movie now. I just want to listen to
1: the whole goddamn soundtrack <laughs> and sing like a nut, uh, like screaming out my car. Because when right? you good to mama,
0: mama's good to you. Exactly. That whole thing was iconic. But we should get back on the subject, right? <laughs> All right. Um,
1: so me personally, I didn't realize this until I was actually sitting here and doing the asshole thing of like researching definitions. Mm-hmm. But I come to realize that when I'm talking about like when I'm doing magic, I do actually refer to the spell as the words. I will. I will think to myself like, okay, now I say the spell or here's the spell you would say or here's mm-hmm. the spell that needs to be sung or whatever and like i didn't realize that until i was doing the research And i was like oh maybe maybe i do personally just call a spell the words yeah because like to me when i when i cast a spell when i do magic um to me i feel it's very much like a ritual because it's Mm -hmm. a series of steps it's a series of things it's a lot that goes in there um i'll also call it enchanting yeah specifically if i'm working like if i'm making like a bag or a jar spell or something like that like i usually call it enchanting Mm because i'm putting all that magic into something i don't really use the word charm a lot unless i'm working with an amulet yeah but that's just my personal way of working i guess
0: yeah, not gonna lie, I'll get lazy with it when it comes to, like, casting a spell, and I'll just, like, do, like, a self-care bath, and i just yeet all the ingredients in the bathtub, jump in, and I'll be like, I am cleansed. <laughs> yeet, so moat <mode> it be. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, sometimes, sometimes a witch does not have time. We just want to get in, get it out, get it done. <laughs> it like... sounded a little dirty, but... <laughs> <laughs> it should be dirty.
1: Um, yes. So let's talk about... um <laughs> the little freak out moment that we both had when we were doing our searches oh
0: god <laughs> yeah so both of us are trying to like research like okay what's the definition of a spell what actually is a fucking spell and lo and behold second search in google is com, a whole fucking page on spells and witchcraft and both you and I were like what in the fuck <laughs> my notes literally
1: have wrote down in all caps, second link and a ton of exclamation points.
0: Yeah. Like, and I mean, you know, no hate to whoever was that writer. Yeah, get your money, boo. Exactly. We found out she's an astrologer. Yeah. You do what you want to do. You earn that coin. I just thought it was odd for yeah. a lure magazine website when they do beauty, lifestyle, celebrities and they have a fucking thing on witchcraft. And I'm like, okay, cool. Just yeah. yeah. I just know some witchling looking it up, going there and like taking everything to heart and I'm like, "Sweetie, no." Yeah, I but
1: definitely I reading it, it wasn't it wasn't all terrible. It wasn't no, all bad.
0: It... It wasn't a lot of, like, there was some misinformation, but, like, for the most part, I'm like, okay, I can see where we're coming from.
1: Yeah. Like, the one thing I wrote down, um, I did enjoy their, well, I should say this writer's definition of um, what spellmaking is. And she called it, quote, the art of identifying, raising, and directing your energy. I really love that. I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That is a very simple, concise way of putting how a spell works. Yeah. But what I didn't like is I can definitely see where a lot of the new generation of witches are kind of getting this whole thing of how intention is everything, because this article definitely says that. It also says that um, objects are just conduits, so basically you don't need any tools. And it also claims that you can't use, it gives the example of a wine glass, that if you use a wine glass once in your magic, you can never again use it as just a drinking glass and it also calls for um, how the rule of three exists which if you believe in the rule of three that's fine but that's not all witches and to have it in a um, article that was designed to be vague and not Wiccan was very disappointing so there, there was quite a few things in there that I was like oh I understand why this new generation is confused because we're getting this type of stuff put out and it's literally the second link when you look up spells
0: yeah and I mean like okay if you when it comes to like the wine glass if you personally just want to have that wine glass like this is my ceremonial wine glass I'm only going to use it for that cool that's fine that is what you choose to do off the top of my head aside
1: from very ceremonial types of witchcraft like wicca i can't think of most that don't allow you to just use what you have on hand like witchcraft has always been about being resourceful being cunning and working with what i mean i guess this is very folk craft of me to say but it's about working with what you have and that you're not always going to have a ceremonial chalice on you everywhere you go Mm -hmm. you can or you can even make one very quickly like i've made paper cups before Doing the origami paper cup before Mm -hmm. when I really needed one. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, (sighs) that's the thing. Like, no hate, but I feel like even like I started out learning all of my like witchcraft and magic and paganism because I was looking up Wicca. And that was kind of everywhere when we had the like, you know, witch resurgence in the 90s. 2000s yeah so yeah i can see a lot of like learning and like you know when you think of witchcraft you think of like hey oh are you wiccan like that was the first co- like first question i asked you
1: yeah that was a question first that was a lot when like in the early 2000s i remember people would differentiate heavily too between like are you a witch or are you wiccan and i remember there's like that weird stigma if you said the word witch but if you said
0: wiccan you were okay and now i feel like it's opposite
1: if, if this moment sounds very weird and it sounds like we erased something we did, we got very personal <laughs> for a mm-hmm. moment there and it's information we don't necessarily want to project to the general world. So forgive us if this sounds a little broken at that point, but trust me, you didn't miss anything that was super informative. It was more or less just us sharing our experiences. Yeah, we get sidetracked. Yes. All right, so back to spells. Yes, so do you want to move on to How? of spells
0: yeah and i mean like you can honestly i would love somebody to just come in and take a look at my notes versus your notes and they could really tell it you know about us like oh this is the type of person you were in school yeah because <laughs> you have like what everything is and mine is how do spells work belief intent energy that's it no elaboration <laughs> just straight to the point which i feel like it just boils you know and you could Agree, disagree, that's fine. I just feel like if you believe in your shit, you know, you got to believe that this thing's going to work if you're wanting to do a spell.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You got it. like, you know, I wouldn't say intention is everything. I would say it is 30% of what you need. Belief is another 30 in energy. You need to, like, con. you know, conjure up your energy, the energy of the objects you maybe you're using in your spell and had
1: to think about which word you wanted to use from the menagerie yeah. <laughs> of words that we can use now
0: <laughs> in your incantation your bewitchment your enchantment your sorcery <laughs> in your sorcery if you want it, you know but I just feel like those three kind of just yep that's it that's how it works <laughs> done so I'm a bit I think a bit more goes into it um mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like, not saying more doesn't. I'm just saying it boiled like to me those three are like key., mm-hmm. But yes, elaborate on what else?
1: Well, first thing I want to say, um is that I think how a spell works and how they are executed, especially, is very different mm-hmm. um because what somebody practices in um. Gosh, even, like, some of the same practices isn't going to be the same for every single person. Every person kind of does things a little bit differently. Like, you can find another... Like, let's say that you practice Santeria. You can find somebody else who practices Santeria, and their magic might be just a little bit different. Yeah. And they might formulate their spells and their charms and their magic just a little bit different. And Mm -hmm. so um, I think how you create your magic how you channel your energy and how you design your craft is totally up to you and so basically like anything in here to me is just like a super umbrella yeah of just like vagueness (laughs) and how I personally practice how I personally see things Mm. um so I kind of broke this up into a little bits of section um I'm going to kind of flip my notes a little bit. So, um, I think it's very important, first of all, when ca- deciding to cast a spell is that you need to raise your energy with focus. And that's where I think this kind of gets lost, is that whole thing of, like, everybody's aware that you need to raise energy, but you need to raise it with focus and intent. hmm So this is where i think that whole like oh intention is everything gets a little bit muddled because it's like it's very important but your intention has to be focused and when you're raising that energy with intention and with focus you should be using at least to me all of your senses and so much of the energy in your body and the best way i can kind of describe this is how um Like you'll often hear people say in regards to like a dancer or something like, oh, the performance was enchanting. I couldn't look away because it's exciting all of your senses. It is exciting all of the energy within you. Mm -hmm. And it's also doing the same thing. Like you are also a performer as well. Like when you're up there and you're dancing and you're moving and you're working with the music and you hear the crowd and you can smell the crowd too. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. Um, and you know you can hear every step every movement you can feel the air and the sweat on your body like all of that comes together and it's very very invigorating and in fact I've talked with many other performers like when you get down off of the stage like you kind of have this high
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that takes a minute to wear off like that adrenaline to come back down again and beginning a spell to me is no different you should be Raising your energy with that focus, which is why you will see people who dance or sing or even just move wildly mm-hmm. um, when beginning their spells. Hold on, I need water. Yeah. Refreshing, <laughs> hydrating, hydrating, and good for the skin. Yeah. Um, but then the next part to me is directing the energy correctly, and. I think when we when we do spells we forget to ask ourselves why we're doing these spells why do mm-hmm. we want this thing really bad because when you really get to the heart of it it's really easy to say like oh well i want to i want to find love okay but why do you want to find love
2: mm-hmm.
1: why do you want to find this type of person why is this so important that it goes this way and when you ask yourself those questions you can get really down to the root of the reason that you are doing this and you're going to be able to focus that intent so much clearer
2: mm-hmm.
1: because um i think that that's really important to do because of the whole like monkey's paw beware of what you wish works you just might get it type of thing yep like i'm pretty sure you've done spells where you're like oh i want this to happen like actually we talked about this before where you're like oh i want to feel that like get my house more
0: organized and then (laughs) we got fleas and I had to fucking purge everything so yeah yeah (laughs) and I'm like you know what if I had focused this spell yep (laughs) yeah lesson learned
1: yeah I I definitely like I did a truth bag once before because the person that I was involved with at the time I felt like they were lying to me so Mm -hmm. I was like I just want the truth come out this person's mouth. I'm going to keep it with me while I'm hanging out with them. And while I got the truth that I wanted, unfortunately, I got the truth from a lot of other people too (laughs) that I was not ready for. And that was quite an interesting day. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of the second part to me is really focusing and directing your energy correctly and having your intent be clear and knowing
0: why you're pushing that energy yeah and
1: then putting oh i'm sorry is, is there something you want to say
0: oh no i would also add to that like not only focusing and channeling your energy but like learn how to ground yourself yes would be a good stepping like to you know beginner thing i feel like you should learn grounding
1: 110 percent. i feel like that's the first thing you should learn
0: mm-hmm yeah um
1: Especially because for the next part, me personally, I think that the third part of the spell is putting it all together, which sounds very simple. <clears throat> but, um, like, it it's a lot and it requires you to kind of, sorry, I'm going to quote Paramore here, I guess. But, like, <laughs> it kind of is like your head is in the clouds while your feet's on the ground. Mm-hmm like you're kind of not necessarily being pulled because it should be very comfortable but putting all of these elements together and all that energy together and focusing it and directing it and working with everything that's going on in your spell is vital and this is why i'm not against simple spells i love simple spells. should i do them all the time yeah because they might not pack as strong of a punch But, bitch, they get the job done. Yeah. And if I'm having a day where I feel like I just can't muster up a shit ton of energy, I feel like I can't focus on a lot of things, that's fine. All I have to focus on is, like, these three things and that's it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with working your way up to more
0: stuff. Yeah. And even still, when you do the, like, big spells, big rituals, don't, you know... Once you're done with that, don't forget about you and you, you know, your personal aftercare. Mm-hmm. You know, kink master here, but, like, <laughs> make sure you're good. Like, get some food. Like, I've gone to a few rituals where, like, they feed you. Yes. You know, they make sure you're okay. Do you need anything? Like, yeah. Like, full aftercare. And I think that it needs to be more important, especially when people are act- going to be doing the spell. Mm -hmm. to remember worry about you because it can take a lot of energy
1: yeah 100 percent. that is definitely something that i did learn from wicca that i'm glad Mm -hmm. that i learned especially when i really started doing like stronger magic and really working with my energy more yeah it's draining like Mm -hmm. spells are very tiring so the whole like wicked thing of after a ritual or spell work like having like some wine and cakes and stuff i'm good with snack time yes snack time um so for my last part of um like executing a spell um you know what actually i'll hold off on that because it kind of segments into the next topic so i'm gonna go back to the beginning of some of my house which is um just a couple questions that i think a lot of people ask that i want to skit Mm to, um do i need to use like xyz blah blah blah. do i need to use crystals do i need to use candles do i need to use an athame if you want yeah if you want to go right ahead please please do if you want to but no you don't need to use candles herbs a wand crystals etc you only need what you feel you need and what works for you now Mm -hmm. am i saying that that means that you need nothing no what I'm saying is is that try different things see like actually give them a good college try like don't mm-hmm. just do it once and be like eh, I didn't like this try it a couple times see how it feels really yeah. get into it a, like even if you kind of feel silly go ahead and laugh at yourself like that's another thing I feel like isn't included in spells a lot laugh at yourself you're gonna yep. do stupid things You're going to fuck up. You're going to trip. You're going to sneeze. Your spell might not even work, and that's okay. That's totally fine. Not all spells work the first time. Like, it's fine. Like, funny things are going to happen. Laugh at yourself. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. Feel dumb for a little while. It's okay to feel stupid for a minute. I do it, like, a million times a day.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I mean, if all you have is a piece of paper, a pen, and some fire there you go yeah
1: but if you actually have the means to create like a full ceremony and you feel like it bitch go for it
0: yeah yeah exactly it's you do you boo boo is the moral of the story yeah so the next thing
1: is talking about tools um people often say like tools are just objects and intention is everything and i'm gonna say that i both agree and disagree when it comes to yeah So first of all, yes, I do personally believe that you are the magic. Um, However, tools serve a purpose. And um, forgive me if this is the exact same example that was used on um, Seeking Witchcraft, but they just recently talked about something similar here. Um, So I I just listened to it. So it's probably still fresh in my brain. So I apologize if this is the same analogy, but um, to give an example, if you needed to put a nail into a piece of wood, sure, you could do it with your hands and your sheer will force and the power within you. But it'd be a hell of a lot easier, the hammer. Yeah. Um so no, you don't need the hammer.
0: But it's hammer sure is would my make penis. your life a lot. <laughs> <laughs> If you know, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway um but it sure would make your life a lot easier if you had it mm-hmm. um so um if for example a chalice doesn't re- resonate with you don't use one I don't personally use a chalice very often like I, I it just doesn't resonate with me even when I yeah. worked a lot with the element of water I still didn't really use a chalice I usually just had like a bowl of water I don't really care for the chalice
0: yeah I haven't found one that I like enough to like oh i want this to be my chalice like fuck it i'm just gonna use a bowl of water a cup if i'm gonna drink it put it in a fucking spray bottle and just yeet it all over my house yes good everywhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) um
1: but i also encourage people to make your own tools
0: like they don't have to be elaborate either yeah if you want a wand go to your backyard get a tree limb like or a little branch
1: like it doesn't have to be any like find things that you love and let's just face it like the whole like cottagecore goblin core thing it's very popular right now find like little trinkets and stuff and take them home and hoard them mm-hmm. bitch those are tools use them yeah like work with them that's fine there's nothing wrong with that maybe you find a rock that has like a little basin in it use that as your quote-unquote chalice Mm-hmm. Maybe you do find, like, a really cool stick in the woods, and you're like, that's awesome. Maybe that's your wand
0: or shit. Maybe even your athame, if it's pointy. Yeah. Like, whatever, I mean, yo. sh- if you don't have anything like a cauldron, just get some tinfoil, mold it into a makeshift bowl, and there you go. In fact, if you listen to our previous podcast, we talk all about city witchery and what the fuck you can do. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> um from crockpots to cauldrons yes trademark <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs>
1: um but yeah like also think about like if you are crafty and you actually feel like setting down and actually making your tools the way that people used to mm-hmm. um think about what you're working with and what the properties of those particular things are like if you're carving something out of wood well guess what that wood has energy that yeah. wood has life and probably had some sort of spirit and energy attached to it what like get to know that bit when when you turn it into something else that energy doesn't go away like science itself tells us that energy doesn't just poof mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah your tools are also there to provide energy as well and provide their own like helping hand so yes they are kind of just objects but at the same time they're also not it's all dependent on what you're doing with them
0: yeah exactly and it's like you know we've always said this like if you can't afford you know one thing that everybody has fucking do your own thing find you know hey if you have a candle let that burn out there you go there's some stuff to do with that like you have the wax you have the fire you have the basin of it yeah but like Make your craft unique to you. Don't just do ev- what everything el- what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. What's popular? Because I guarantee you, in five more years, there's going to be a new thing that's popular. That maybe you resonate with more, or you don't, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Times change, for sure. Um. So,
1: my next thing on here is that deities and spirits are not fucking ingredients, which. We kind of talked about before, um, but I just want to throw that back in here with the whole spell thing. Like deities and spirits and energies, they don't owe you shit. They no. don't have to work with you if they don't want to, and they're not ingredients. And in. I personally feel that if you're using them like they're ingredients, then I don't see how your spell is going to work unless you're working with a very chaotic spirit mm-hmm. or a deity. That's just kind of like, meh, fuck it, why not? I'll do this today.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I also have it on here, like, you know, show respect to the items you're using, and that means, like, if you're working with a deity, and I just listened to um, Southern Bramble, and they made an excellent point, where you wouldn't just randomly go to a stranger on the street and be like, hey, buy me a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd be like, what the fuck? Who are you? Yeah. Why would you do that to a deity? Right. Whether you believe in certain deities or not, if you choose to work with somebody, worship them, it's all about fucking respect. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why people think like the gods, the spirits, the deities owe you anything. They do not. And that's another thing that I feel like we should talk about, maybe not here right now, but in later podcast. Um, taking your ego out of your practice. Yeah, because you gotta check yourself.
1: That's that's very true. We probably should like dedicate a whole thing to this because I feel like that could go on a whole tangent. But the only mm-hmm. thing I will say is that it is very hard to separate your ego, especially because like magic and spells and witchcraft, it kind of is all about getting what you want in some ways whether that is for seemingly selfless reasons like i want my friend to be healed Mm -hmm. or totally selfish reasons like i want to be rich it doesn't really matter because no matter what it's our ego that's going into that and trying to impress our will upon external forces and sometimes having to step back and say maybe i shouldn't Is the hardest thing to do.
0: Yeah. Or you know. Oh I see the signs of cats everywhere. So maybe Freya is trying to work with me. Like you need to take a step back. And I think you and I have talked about like. The mundane versus magic. Yeah. But exactly. And like I mean that we can actually like dive fully. Into on another time. But like. Yeah. I. Um,
1: So I guess to move a bit forward, I will say the last thing that I have as far as um, some usual questions on how things work. I want to talk a bit more about like herbs and um, this could even go true for like crystals, any type of like animal bits or whatever you work with or fungi. But um, they're more than just ingredients. Mm-hmm. These are or were actual living things like i highly encourage people to learn more about how plants actually work within our world and our universe because like look into the tobacco plant for real it will change your mind about how plants work the tobacco plant literally screams when it's being damaged and actively attracts predators of what's eating it Like, plants are actually smart, like, the smell of grass, which I'm allergic to, but that's literally the grass screaming for help.
0: Yeah, and, you know, if we don't check ourselves, eventually it will release a chemical that will get us to kill ourselves, like, in The Happening.
1: (laughs) Terrible movie. Terrible movie. I'm totally against having grass lawns anyway. I hate grass. I'm allergic to it, and it's evil, and it's ugly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, but, so all of these plants and stuff like that and animals are like they all have their own will and the things that they are trying to do in their little lives and they also probably have their own protective spirits as well mm-hmm. so always keep that in mind when you're working with them it's very easy for us to forget that like when we open up our spice jars that these were living things we're literally working with dead things um so, yeah, and, and especially, like, I was thinking about, too, because, like, you know, I saw somebody make a comment about um, peace lilies and how, mm-hmm. like, they're one of the worst plants in the world because they're so dramatic and everybody hates growing them. <laughs> um, and I saw a bunch of people commenting, like, yeah, my peace lily hates me, and it, and the other people are like, yeah, my peace lily refuses to die and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they, yeah, like, they are going to adapt the energy around them Mm -hmm. no matter what that may be like there's actually method going on there it might not be the same cognitive thought that you and i have can't prove whether or not it is because we don't really know (laughs) yeah we can't even prove it within ourselves yet but i'm just saying um that's just something that you can think of especially because okay and bear with me guys i came up with this analogy when i was just a teensy bit drunk so this is a bit graphic i apologize but the way i kind of see it is when like if you're harvesting something and you're trying to pull this whole intention is everything on like how rosemary can be supplemented for anything it's kind of like if somebody walked up to you cut off your hand mummified and dried it and said that oh i intend this hand to be for walking and you're like wait but i i didn't walk on my hands I'm like no 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 I will it to be about walking but that doesn't make any sense we don't walk on our hands I mean Mm -hmm. some people can (laughs) but like that's not that's not what a hand is used for and they're like nope don't care intention is everything
0: yeah and I mean that would be great when we like talk about our corresponding things because like yeah you can will something to be but doesn't mean that it's going to be yeah I mean with colors I would say it's different because color theory is different
1: yeah I'll agree on colors which is why like I didn't want to get too much into candles in this particular episode because I'm like candles the only reason why candles are important to me in spellcraft me personally anyway is it's a visual and if you use anything scented it's a you know olfactory Mm -hmm. reception like other than that I more so see candles as I'm working with the element of fire. Yeah. And that's the main reason that I use candles is to work with fire. And sometimes I like the smell because the smell helps me get in the zone.
0: Yeah. And currently I am working with the uh, element of fire and pumpkin spice latte. Thanks to Bath Body Works. (laughs) I am working with the element of fire and jasmine. Thanks to what was this TJ Maxx? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To sum up a lot of things, everything has energy. You can yes. tap into literally anything because. But yeah, like everything has energy. Everything can be magic. It's just knowing how to use it to your advantage. Yes. Which, great segue, because the final thing I
1: have on how, which will lead us right into our next thing, is spells, when you are like magic working you need some fucking follow through I am so sick of people casting spells and magic and charms and then doing nothing afterwards yeah, if you it's want not... a job you have to still fucking apply mm-hmm. if you want to have a new lover you have to go out and try to talk to people or meet people if you want to lose weight you have to work out and eat better That's that's just how it works which takes yeah. us into the why.
0: <laughs> yeah, because so many times we see like, oh, I just created the spell jar of protection. I put it on my window windowsill. Okay, cool, but how are you keeping up with it? Like yeah, you can leave it there but over time if you're not keeping up with the energy in that making sure it's working, it's not. hmm That's why
1: in our City Witchery episode you know another little shameless plug that's why when i talked about wards and you have to recharge them Mm -hmm. because just setting something there and forgetting it i'm sorry that becomes an out of sight out of mind thing and it's a very passive like yes there is passive magic i'm not saying there's not and yes wards can be a very passive magic and yes protection in general can be a very passive magic but if you just leave it there for 15 years (laughs) and expect everything to be fine, no. You haven't thought about it in 15 years. It's going to decay. It's going to fade, just like everything else. Everything that you have worked with was once made from things that were alive and full of energy, and that's going to dissipate and fade away.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, same with, like, I know I've seen a lot where people mix black salt, and eggshells crush that up and put it by their doors mm-hmm. like on the outside for like protection and it's like you still gotta sweep that away and replace it mm-hmm. like you still gotta keep up with that protection
1: yeah especially cause like especially when we do protection outside of homes like physically outside of a home we don't think about that type of stuff a lot like we don't think about sweeping in front of our doorstep because mm-hmm at least in america it's not you know a very common place thing i don't know maybe it's because we do live in a city type of area maybe it's more common like in more rural and you know posh suburban eras but Mm -hmm. i don't know like you just don't see people outside sweeping their stoop very much but yeah yeah like you you have to sweep away the energy that was collected by whatever you've put out that negativity you know give thanks to what has helped you, and replenish, refresh, especially because there's also natural, mundane things that are going to sweep that away for you, too. Mm
2: -hmm. One
1: really big windstorm, poof, all gone. Yeah. Okay, so should we move on to the why? Yeah. Okay, do you want to start, or should I? You go for it. Okay, so for this section, I kind of put together just a couple, I have four questions that most people I noticed ask um so first of all why call upon spirits and deities if intent is everything so first of all again this is totally up to you whether or not you want to work with spirits and deities and again we're not doing a whole episode on just that Mm -hmm. um but i'm just going to briefly say that um spirits energy deities these are your link to the spiritual realm you are on the physical plane sorry deal with it that's just where you're stuck (laughs) you are bound by your body Mm -hmm. and even if you can like astral project or something like that i'm sorry you're still bound by your body if you weren't you'd be dead um so the work that you need to do is here the spirits are help the spirits and deities are there to help you on the other side And this kind of answers that question that I mentioned before of why following through on your spells is so important. It's because your work is here in the physical realm. Mm -hmm. It is up to you to make sure that the things on this end are all lined up. You got to put your ducks in a row here. Spirits and deities will help you put your ducks in a row over there. Yeah. And the more channels that you have like flowing through – kind of like forgive this horrible analogy it's kind of like if you want to poison an entire town you don't just Mm -hmm. put the poison in one of the water wells you put it in all of them exactly so
0: because fuck that town
1: yeah fuck that town (laughs) that totally fictitious town that i just made up right now fuck it it's dead see just like that i am god (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so This is one of those other reasons why I say like intent isn't everything because you can intend to do whatever the hell you want.
0: But But unless you um, focus
1: that energy and like do something because that old saying, the path to hell is paved with good intentions.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So unless you're actually doing something and actually following through with your intent, you're not going to get anywhere and you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. So the next one that I have is, why is all of this so complicated? Because Uh, it's
0: different. It's. (laughs) On a serious note. Because it's different for everybody. So, I mean, like, even if you, you know, take what we say with a grain of salt and you're like, you know what? That seems like a lot of work or that doesn't seem like enough work. And I pity the per. No, no. I envy the person who
1: thinks that this is not enough work because holy shit what do you run on are
0: you the duracell bunny <laughs> <laughs> but still like you know if they want to go that extra mile or not it's all up to you and yeah. even still you see all of the steps you really should take when it comes to casting a spell and then you realize is it really fucking worth it to hex becky at the coffee right. shop maybe it's not yeah
1: definitely which i think and we're just talking about on. like
0: yeah we're just talking about like basic spells. There are many different steps to different types of spells like curses, hexes. Um when it comes to curses and hexes, I don't do them because I just it's one of those and I think you taught me that where it's like if it does if you think about it is this really going to bother you in 3 minutes, 3 hours, 3 days, 3 years.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: like I put that in perspective and I'm like, "You know what? Why am I trying to ruin somebody's life that they are not going to matter to me.
1: hmm So yeah, now, anything.
0: ex-boyfriend, on oh. the other hand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Some of them. Not all of them. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't always have to curse your ex. Not all of your exes are evil.
0: You have to no. understand
1: that you just have a broken heart and you need time to heal. Yeah. But if they're an abusive asshole, go
0: for it. <laughs> exactly. But even still, it's like, you know what? There's somebody else's problem. And not mine. Yeah. But...
1: Um, so to actually go back to the whole like thing about why is it complicated so um first of all my thought is that um nothing good comes easy first of all Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like if if it was that easy then nobody would have to do magic or would want to do magic because you could just have everything then just by thinking it you know and Mm -hmm. if that were the case then like Everybody in the world would be rich and we'd have world peace and we, we wouldn't be working towards...
0: I wish it was any... that simple, Miss America. I really do.
1: I know. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if it if magic were that easy, we would just call it a part of life and we wouldn't actually have like witches or magical practitioners because everybody would just do it. Everybody yeah. would just wake up in the morning and think gee, I'd really like a hot cup of coffee and a stack of pancakes for breakfast and poof, it would be right there. There, like, That's just not how life is. You don't just wake up and go, you know what, today I want to be a jet skiing millionaire. No, that's not how it works. Sorry, Sabrina. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's complicated because it's not an easy thing to do we have a lot of factors to work around in our world there's a lot of opposing forces and there's a lot of helping forces and we have to learn to work with and around them yeah so yes spells are complicated so my second question in the why is why are there so many tools ingredients correspondences etc being used um there doesn't have to be um again your practice is your own you can like i personally love very simple enchantments like Mm -hmm. they are fire i love them um but using it's kind of that whole thing of like using more is kind of more bang for your buck or also you can get more bang for your buck by having a really strong relationship with the tools and herbs and spirits that you're working with to where you can do more simple shit and it'll be super powerful because Mm -hmm. you have those strong connections and that high energy um because like the way i kind of see it is how like everybody's like oh you and what army well this one all these allies that i have created all of these you know amazing spirits that i've connected with all of this energy that i have raised that fucking army Mm -hmm. it's better to have an army of allies on your side than a couple strangers Yeah. So, are you ready for me to get a bit spicy? Go for it, girl. (laughs) So, the last thing I have on some of the whys, and um, I'm only bringing this up because I have seen it, and we briefly talked about it, too, in another episode. Um, Like, why are you gatekeeping? I should be free to practice however I want to practice, and if that means that I can put intention into whatever the hell I want, then you're just being a gatekeeper. Um. You are free to practice however you want. Do whatever you want behind closed doors. Frankly, I don't care. And I can't prove anything. And, um, that's on you. Where I draw the line is if you're trying to educate other people.
0: And actually, I saw this, um, TED, you can still cut this out. But I saw part of a TED Talk with Lizzo talking about her ass. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. it. it, it It makes sense. It makes sense. I promise. Um. And she's saying like, yeah, when it comes to like, you know, people are erasing the strives that black women have put into with like TikTok dances and mainstream media and people are erasing that. And she's like, I'm not trying to gatekeep. Just remember who built the damn gates. And I'm like, that, I, I like that.
1: Yeah. That's kind of the point that I was trying to get to, which I will use that as a segue back into our actual conversation (laughs) um but first thing i want to say is that um in regards to the actual original question if you see doing the work and actually working and practicing and studying as gatekeeping then i see a lazy person who's not actually a witch i'm sorry yeah like that's just that i I agree with yep um and here's like my little spicy take you can go ahead and play pretend all you want. If it makes you feel good, you can sit there and say that this is what works for me and it makes me feel good. Whatever. Placebos work too. Um, Mm -hmm. But as you said, like gates exist for a reason. And sometimes they're there to protect the people inside. Sometimes they're there to protect the people outside. And if you want in, learn the goddamn code, Mm -hmm. figure out the key, find it. Yeah. Like, that means doing the goddamn work. That means actually having respect. And that that's beautifully put. Thank you, Lizzo. Um, remember who built the goddamn gate.
0: Yeah, I I fuck with that so hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I had to be a little spicy there for a minute because, like I said, I wrote some of these notes when I was quite tipsy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, apparently I got very spicy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And no, I mean... I don't feel like you're wrong on that. Yeah, that might piss some people off, but... Oh, it's definitely going to piss people off. Especially because we're a small podcast and we're an easy target. Yeah. But, I mean, these are all just our opinions. It's not like we are end-all, be-all. We are the word. We're not Megatron or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's why I started this whole thing off with, like, this is,
1: one, my opinion, and I also said in even in that sort of bitchy statement i said do whatever the hell you want Mm -hmm. i don't care like it does not affect me in any way which is kind of why i stay away from a lot of the drama and the witch talk and stuff like that like i don't see most of it until somebody else points it out to me and i'm like um that's bullshit i have no comments until i do this uh podcast <laughs> yeah and then i get on the podcast and i say my brief opinion and then i walk away
0: yeah exactly and i'm like if people get mad fine but like not everyone is going to agree with you and that is okay yeah not everyone's gonna worship the way you are not everyone's gonna practice the way you do and that's okay because in the long run We are all going to end up either six feet under or in a pyre somewhere. So does it really fucking matter what Becky Sue is doing with her life? No, it doesn't. So live your life. What makes you happy? Yes. Do your shit. If you want to practice witchcraft, go for it. If you don't and you just want to be a pagan, go for it.
1: If you just want to sit in your room surrounded by a whole bunch of crystals, light a candle and say some words of affirmation and then not follow through with any any of it, do it. I don't care. Go for it. If it makes you feel good, girl, go for it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Shit. I don't even work with crystals in my practice, but I have a fuck ton because I just love them. Yeah. That's it. I just think they're pretty. I just absolutely love them. Do I carry some with me? Yeah. Because there's a couple that I do resonate with, but for the most part, most of the crystals I have, they're just like chill. I think they're cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they have some sort of magical properties with them. But are they good to just throw at somebody that irritates you? Yes. yes. <laughs> you put them in a sock. Yes. Make sure. And then you it swing it, th- it around.
1: Yeah. Maybe double wrap the sock, depending on what type of crystal it is, so you don't shatter it completely.
0: Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm.
1: Because, like, that selenite will break really easily. I suggest something a little bit heavier and thicker, like a quartz. <laughs> mm-hmm anyway (laughs) now that we're about to get sued (laughs) yeah that's true Uh, we are not promoting violence we do not condone actually harming any other person or living thing Um, please don't
0: don't come for us we are but humble women we are but oh god what was it in hocus pocus Oh, we are but kindly old
1: spinster ladies, ladies.
0: <laughs> spending a quiet evening at home,
1: sucking the lives out of children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> anyway, so was there anything else that you wanted to add before we move on to um, the the part where I become nitpicky? A spicy hot potato? (laughs) A spicy sweet potato. All right. So the next thing that I have on my list to talk about is manifestation versus magic.
0: But, Sabella, aren't they the same thing? No, they're not. Glad
1: you (laughs) asked, other side of this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I mean, in a way. I mean, okay. So here's the thing. I understand that modernly people like to use the term manifestation to like, oh, I'm 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 doing a manifestation ritual and blah blah blah. Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm a traditional person. I'm a stickler for words. I believe in etymology like you should know what a word means before you start throwing it around. Um so The Oxford Dictionary defines manifestation as clear or obvious to the eye or mind, to display or show by one's actions or in appearance. It is a demonstration. And both Merriam-Webster and Dictionary.com define it as readily perceived by the senses, especially by the sense of sight, to make evident or certain by showing and displaying, and to prove beyond all doubt or question. So, manifestation is literally proving by showing. It is an action or an event or a fact or something that proves an abstract. It is the proof of the burden. It is proof. And so, me personally, I just get really freaking irritated when I always see people, especially because, like, I see... If I see somebody using the word manifestation, I always feel like they're trying to sell me something. Like, that's just where my brain goes anymore.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are just interchanging it between manifestation and intention.
1: Yeah. Or they're using it like it's an affirmation and, like, that's not the same
0: thing. I mean... The thing is, words do change. Meanings change. I know you're very traditional and you're very like, if you're not using a word correctly, it bothers you. But I can see where they're coming from. Like, I can manifest, like, I am going to manifest a pizza in my near future.
1: Ooh, do I get to be a part of it? You can. Yes,
2: pizza.
0: I will manifest you being a part of me eating this pizza. (laughs) It has not happened. I cannot prove that I have the pizza, but I will in so, due time.
1: So so in that, that ax- way. Go that's ahead. That's actually um, a good thing for me to kind of bank off of. Um, manifesting is proving by doing or showing and take it as an action. And manifesting, manifestations and stuff, it, manifestation is used as a past tense in that sort of way. Because you can say you you will manifest because, you know, grammar works that way. But it would make more sense to say that you manifested or you are manifesting as you're literally calling (laughs) the pizza place to be like, yes, I am manifesting a pizza. Standby. I would like mm -hmm. to order blah, 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 blah. Because then you can show me, you are proving to me by making that phone call right in front of me yes, you are manifesting a pizza being arrived to the door yeah. <laughs> because I can see it and I, I can prove that you are doing this
0: yeah, so I understand the grammar aspect of what bothers you about it um, I made a
1: post on Instagram quite a bit of time ago about mm-hmm. this um, which if you follow me on Instagram, I apologize if you've read this caption already, if not You can follow me on Instagram. (laughs) You get to learn some fun stuff in my captions every now and then. But um, one of the things that I wrote in there is, um, the spell you cast, the affirmations you repeat, the journal entries that you create are not examples of manifestation until the goal has been reached and is in fact in play. To manifest is to show, to present the truth of that abstract being real. Remember that casting a spell, charm, and saying affirmations means nothing if you do not put in the work and energy. So when you say you are manifesting something, yes, a spell can be one example of manifesting, but it literally becomes nothing if you don't follow through and put in the work. So I'll just use again the example of like if you're trying to lose weight just because you and i just had a long conversation off Mm -hmm. off of the recording about losing weight um of yes i could say that you know i'm going to cast a spell to help me lose weight or to motivate me to lose weight at that moment that i'm doing it sure i am working on manifesting losing weight Mm -hmm. but if i don't follow through and actually work on it like start working out eating better and stuff i'm not manifesting anything and that spell was never a form of manifestation yeah because i did not manifest the ability to have you know any way of losing weight i didn't manifest the um drive to lose weight it did nothing it was not Mm -hmm. an example of manifestation when your goal is reached in this example of you know let's just say that it's you know, to motivate you to lose weight when you start working out, then yes, it is a form of manifestation because you manifested that drive to do that. And the result should be you losing weight. So that's why it bothers me because if you're not following through, which we've just got done talking about too, if you're not following through, then it's not manifestation. If you're not able to show me, that your spell is working or that you are working on your spell then your intention means nothing Mm -hmm. because i can sit here and cast a spell to be wealthy and then sit on my ass eating bonbons all day and be like oh no i'm manifesting wealth no you're not you're manifesting weight gain and tooth decay yeah my just my general point with this whole like manifestation versus magic thing just because it really, really bothers me, especially in spell work, is it's really drives home the whole thing of, like, you are not manifesting anything if your spell fails to produce results or if you fail to achieve your goals because you yeah, but didn't you're trying. work. Well, I'm ju- usually, yeah. usually it's because you didn't work on it. Don't get me wrong. There are times where your spells just won't work because... Um, it could be like some spirits or your ancestors or something are protecting you from your own goddamn spell because maybe you just you know didn't word things correctly or maybe in your example like you want wealth and they're like "Uh, if we do that your house is gonna burn down so how about (laughs) no
0: yeah so that's why a lot of us don't recommend doing spells when it comes to weight gain weight loss Yeah. Because you never know. Yeah, next thing you
1: know, you're going to develop an eating disorder. Or cancer. Yeah, and that's really crappy. Or (laughs) you lose a limb. Yeah, or you lose a limb. Those are my favorite.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Those good old lost limb spells. (laughs) Yep. But, I mean, I don't know. Because I understand how times change, words change. I'm a little less... For lack of a better term, my dear, butthurt.
1: <laughs> you can say butthurt if you want, but I will just say like I am neurodivergent and yeah. so the way in which words are used, like if you want me to understand you and what you you're have to be clear about, you have to be clear. And so for a lot of people who are similar to me, like we need those definitions and those words to understand because we might not always read you correctly. Mm. And yes, on one hand, I'm kind of an asshole because I did just say like, and it's true. If you use the word manifesting around me and you don't use it correctly, I just assume you're selling me something or you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's because of how I process information that's given to me. And that's on me. That's 100% on me. But at the same time, it takes nothing to just
0: actually learn use the correct terminology yeah Yeah. i get that
1: so and of course that goes back to the whole like thing that we talked about before of like study (laughs) Mm -hmm. like what do these words mean when because i mean admittedly when we decided to make this episode like i don't think i've ever looked up the
0: definition of spell no i didn't either and i don't think i've ever like put this much research well (laughs) let me bring it back This was easier to research than City Witch. I'll say that. Because you have a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, in one hand, like, yeah, we've never actually took the time to sit down and be like, what the fuck is even a spell? We know it, but let's put it down in words. Yeah. Which is what a spell is. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like. Like, I'm, I'm even, you know, chewing on my own words here. Like, doing research, looking things up, It sometimes it might seem stupid, because I thought at first it was kind of dumb, like, why do I need to look up the definition of a spell? But then I thought about it, and I'm like, maybe I do. Maybe I need mm-hmm. to actually know what the fuck I'm talking about before I come on this podcast and start talking about what a spell is, and I'm using the word totally incorrectly, which throughout this podcast yes i have indeed used it incorrectly
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and i honestly love this where it's just you sit down and you know because i love just sitting down writing this stuff out and i i learn more with writing Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like that's how i can learn that's why i'm like very hesitant or i haven't actually dove into the world of tarot because i really want to just sit down and write out each definition of each fucking card so i can learn it more
1: i actually also very much learn by writing i'm one of those people that i take notes not necessarily so i can read them later but because once it's written down it's memorized yeah for me so yeah when i when i first started learning tarot i did i sat down card by card like i actually chose a card a day which you can try too if it seems a little bit less daunting Mm-hmm. but i just picked one card and i went down like i did everything kind of in order like so the major arcana like totally in order and then the um minor i just kind of you know it it didn't matter which suit i started with but you know yeah. ace two three four etc um but i just picked one and what i did first is i wrote down um the imagery that I got from it, what color stood out to me, what it made me feel looking at it, like just my intuitive thoughts looking at the mm-hmm. card and, you know, like even like turn it upside down because I'm one of the people that I read reversals. Yeah. Um, which you don't have to if you don't want to. That's totally personal. But um, like I would turn it upside down because sometimes like the images look different when you turn it different ways. Like especially a good example is The Hanged Man the card in the upright position the man is hanging upside down but if you reverse it he's kind of standing upright mm-hmm. <laughs> so that for me really changed the mood and the tone of the card um so i flipped it around a little bit you know just kind of really looked at it and wrote down what i saw both ways and then i went and i looked up you know the traditional meaning and wrote that down too and saw like was i close were there any things that, like, corresponded in some ways? If not, I didn't beat myself up over it. And sometimes I'd find, actually, my intuitive thought goes way closer with the question at hand than mm-hmm. what the actual definition is. Because sometimes the actual definitions, at least to me, they make absolutely no sense for some questions. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. So I feel like using your intuition is important also don't be afraid to ask the cards to clarify and pull another card to help clarify if you're really Mm -hmm. not sure.
0: Yeah, I've started actually watching some tarot readers on YouTube and, like, Be Lucille does that where she'll pull her spread and then ask for clarification. Yeah. But still, I look at them and, like, Aphrodite and I'm like, how did you get that from that card? But I trust you because you, you know what you're doing. I do not, so that's something i need to work personally on.
1: We'll do um we'll do a podcast episode about tarot soon. Okay. I think that should be kind of fun.
0: Yep, and dear listeners, i will be learning along with you. <laughs>
1: um all right, so the last thing we have to talk about, which was actually what we recorded previously and just simply did not have enough like footage, real mm-hmm. whatever to release an episode is we wanted to share our opinions
0: on buying and selling spells. Yeah, and just... It's all just our personal opinions on it. Um, And what really, like, started this kind of, like, rabbit hole is I was on Sourpuss clothing website looking for spooky shit, and I came across a, a box of spell candles and i sent it to you and i'm like how do you feel about this Mm -hmm.
1: which my immediate reaction honestly was a what the fuck (laughs) um i'm not gonna go into the full detail about my feelings on candles and wax and their colors and stuff like that in this particular episode this is long enough as it is i can save that for another day Mm -hmm. um but it was (sighs) it bothered me so much because it was seriously like the most basic black box with just random gothy witchy symbols slapped all over it like kids wallpaper yeah (laughs) and vague meanings in the description and i was like i mean on one hand it's cool that you're making things available to people in an easy manner. That being said, at the same time, like this is not a witchcraft website. This is like a clothing and home decor website, and
0: yeah, and I was this really them. your space
1: to be selling stuff? I
0: kind of don't think so. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, because I see a lot of like alternative websites, like Killstar. They will sell things that can be used for witchcraft, or they've marketed at as such um but then i like it kind of reminded me a little bit of when sephora a couple years back uh they partnered with like i think it was primrose and did a witch box where it came with a tarot card i think a rose quartz white sage and um perfume samples and they got so much backlash from the witch community and they rightfully pulled the thing because I think they were selling it for $46. Yeah. But that just got us into this thinking like when is it the right or wrong time to sell like witchcraft capitalism? Yeah. That's your big thing right now because it is so popular.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I can understand people wanting to make their money. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah.
1: I also like on this little rabbit hole I found that places like tragicallybeautiful.com and walmart.com and of course places like books a million they're all selling witchcraft intended items and they're marketing them like the one on <laughs> the one on walmart was very dangerously marketed the only thing I'm going to quickly say about it is they were selling a witch kit and it had a bunch of jars like small maybe like one to two inch big jars of loose tumbled crystals and they literally marketed it in their description as being able to be used as a baby sensory toy which is super dangerous
0: yeah that's harmful in itself because you should not have children near any chokeable object or any breakable. or anything glass that can
1: break yes. and then they can like cut themselves up and eat the glass and then choke on some of the stuff that's inside of it or even choke on shards of glass like what the hell especially because it's bound with really flimsy cork what yeah. the hell
0: it just it seems like a lawsuit to me yeah that, but that, that was s- I don't even
1: like kids and I was still like what the fuck are you doing
0: right that being said, I can I can understand if you're marketing something cheaper. Yes, it is a bigger consumer. It's a like multi million billion dollar brand. They can create whatever the fuck they want. If it's cheaper than the like say witch down the street selling something the same similar on Etsy. If you don't have the money, that's fine. If mm-hmm. it's something you want and you don't have the money, I'm not here to gatekeep dictate what you do with your hard-earned money not to sound preachy but we do tell you like hey shop local shop small if you have the means i can understand they can be expensive way too much at times because you're you're paying for somebody's labor
1: yeah you're and
0: you as a small business owner like you know i feel like your prices are fair But I can understand if somebody, like, doesn't want to spend however much you're charging and they can get it from, like, another maybe less ethical source for cheaper, but is it really worth it to own that item?
1: Yeah. See, like, me as a small business owner, I actually undercharge a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) for what I do. Um, But that's because I kind of battle a little bit morally with, like, charging what I'm worth because I have you know imposter syndrome (laughs) Mm -hmm. as we all do and sometimes I feel like you know am I really worth that much money but whatever that's a different topic but yeah at the same time like I think about when you're like as a small business owner I think about the fact that when you shop small you are of course putting money directly back into your local economy but you are actually like you're actively making sure that The people that work in that small business, that small business owner, whatever, you know, however their particular business may be run, you're making sure that the lights stay on. You're making sure that the heat stays on. You're making sure that there's food on their table and their family's table. Like you're directly making sure that that community and those people are being taken care of instead of some faceless, nameless board of directors, CEOs and blah, blah, blah in a totally different state or hell, maybe even a different country. Mm-hmm. who have never even stepped foot into that store?
0: Yeah, are I, still
1: able to buy their yachts?
0: I mean, am I gonna buy like clothing and like home decor from Amazon because I can get it in two days, yes. Um, <laughs> am I going to get my witchcraft supplies from there? No, I and I personally, I have the financial means to go to our local shops to go to somebody on Etsy. I do understand, but, like, we've already established that you don't need all of that. If you want it, cool. But you there's so many other resources and energy and magic and just everyday items that we've told you, like. Yeah, I, I don't always
1: have because my income is variable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been on a variable income for many years. I've not always had the means to spend all that money. That being said, the same price that they were charging, for example, on sourpost.com for that box of candles, I would pay the exact same amount in a local witch store for those candles and not pay shipping.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'd actually save
1: money. Um, I I've bought herbs that I cannot, you know, easily obtain locally from. Local witchcraft shops, and they seriously range from like 50 cents to four dollars. Which, yeah, don't get me wrong, sometimes four dollars for me is a lot of money. Yeah, but if I'm trying to do something and it's something that I know that I'm going to use and I know that I'm going to need, I make do with what I can and what I have. I've worked a lot more recently with trying to be a bit more local with everything that i do which of course saves me a bunch of money mm-hmm. and i am not above buying some of my supplies from walmart or the dollar store or something like that i definitely have like my mason jars are from walmart yeah don't care judge me if you want but they are because i can get them at a price that i can afford yeah get your
0: candles from and you're like uh, herbs from the dollar store. Like, we're not talking when it comes to, like, those type of tools. Yeah. What we're talking about is, like, getting your crystals, getting your um, fancier herbs and little jars. Like, your basic spell kits. Yeah. You could say. Which people on Etsy do sell. I, the way I
1: always see it, too, and I think I've mentioned this on another episode in our podcast, too, is that would you rather have you're like let's say you're trying to buy a tool would mm-hmm. you rather have that tool come off of an assembly line carelessly tossed in a box and then shipped to you or would you rather pay the same price and have somebody who actually has reverence for the materials it's being made out of lovingly put it together package it lovingly to you, probably including some cute little note because I've noticed that on Etsy, that's like the big thing, which mm-hmm. by the way, yes, I do it too sometimes. Um, I love it. Including like a little note saying thank you and, you know, letting you know some information about, you know, what was being used and stuff like that or where things come from. And I have like a nice packaging and open it up and like it's a much better experience. And yeah. You might pay a little bit more for shipping. Hell, you might pay a little bit more for that item sometimes here and there. But think about what you're getting. You're getting more than just something that was quickly slapped
0: together. Yeah, I mean it just depends. Like, we're not gonna dictate what you do with your fucking money. Yeah. We literally can't We're not gonna make you feel we're not gonna make you feel guilty. Like it's personal to what you are, what you can't afford. If you even choose to purchase tools at all. That's your prerogative. Mhm.
1: So, since we're also talking about buying and selling, let's share, and I'll have you go first, your thoughts on the buying and selling of spells.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am not against it. Let's just put it out there. I know I may sound a little hesitant. I don't care if you have the means... If you have the knowledge, the experience, you know, you always think like, hey, I do this stuff all the time. Why don't I fucking get paid for it? That's up to you. Like, if you feel like your skill set and your power is worth charging, go for it. I also feel like if you're buying, like, somebody's spell on Etsy, like say a love spell, a banishment spell, a death spell. And you're purchasing that, like, you still have to put in some work. You're not just going to throw your money at somebody and be like, hey, do this spell for me. Okay, bye. You still have to do things. Like, whether it's, hey, you need to give me a lock of hair. You need to give me, like, the person's full name and address. You need to go ahead and take this thing that I'm sending you and bury it in some place. Like, you still have to do the work. Yeah. And you still have to do all the follow through. Exactly. Um, So I'm fine with people selling their craft. If they choose to. When it comes to people on the internet. Maybe do your research. And I also feel like a spell is going to be more powerful. If you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And you and I have talked about this before. It always reminds me of that um, point in the movie of Halloween Town. When Grandma Aggie is trying to do the spell and it doesn't work because... And she's like, this is why I use it. You know, I don't use instant. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, I view... having. Sometimes I view it as if somebody is doing another uh, spell for you. You know, that you're just buying offline. It's kind of like a TV dinner. And no Mm -hmm. hate to anybody. But it's the fact that, like... You could do the spell. It may be even more powerful. Or, you know, it has more intention. Because you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking somebody else's, like, abilities. I'm just saying. Yeah. no. If I... you're not going to put the work into witchcraft, don't call yourself a witch. If you're not going to put your work into witchcraft, don't buy a spell. Do yeah. the shit yourself.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, like, even people who don't practice witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And they want to buy spells and stuff. Like, on one hand, okay, I I understand that, you know, you don't want to dedicate years to learning something, maybe for just one spell. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, like, doing things yourself is going to be a lot more powerful.
0: Yeah. And I mean, have people for centuries gone to, like, their local, like, Strega? Mm Mm-hmm. They're a local medicine man. They're a local shaman. They're a local, like, crazy lady down the street. People have (laughs) gone. Yeah, people go to people for spells. Like, that scene in Practical Magic in the beginning where this woman wants this man to love her and she does a spell, which I really wanted to see at least, like, repercussions, or I wanted to see, like,
1: more of a... Yeah, especially because the one aunt warns her be careful what you wish for.
0: Yeah, and yes, it kind of coincides with what they learn as adults, but I wish they would have given us a little more sneak peek.
1: Yeah, that would have been cool, but like, Mm -hmm. that's actually a really good example too, at least from a visual standpoint of in that scene, which if you haven't seen Practical Magic, first of all, What's Wrong With You? It's an amazing movie. Go watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, But... Really, there's no spoilers here. This happens in the first, like, five minutes of the movie. Um, But the aunts have the woman that came to them be the one to kill the dove. She had to be the one to drive the nail through its heart. She Mm -hmm. had to be the one to say what she wanted. She had to put the intention in there. And I think it's really interesting, too, in that... When she walks in, she she literally wakes up the whole house, disturbs them, like, frantically crying and is very upset and demands that, you know, they help her with this spell. They take the payment and lead her into – it's their kitchen, right? Yeah. That they do this? I um, believe so. Yeah, but, like, they lead her into the kitchen, pull out the book, they begin the spell, they make her say and do everything – aside from the fact that they just set it all up for her. And then immediately after she kills the dove, and the aunts warn her be careful what you wish for, she immediately stops crying and she smiles. Mm -hmm. And yet, it also takes place on, like, a dark spooky night that's supposed to seem very ominous. And, of course, this is where the girls learn, you know, a little lesson here about whether or not they want to fall in love. And they very easily like they have the two opposing sides of you know the one can't wait to fall in love because she sees like that passion Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: loves it the other one sees the madness behind it and doesn't want anything to do with it yeah and i love that because that's kind of like really how i view selling spells is like if you're gonna come to me for a spell i'm gonna help set you up but you're doing the damn dirty work i'm not doing it You are. And you might feel good right now, but unless you knew what you were asking for, and unless you really work towards what you're asking for, you might not be happy with your results. You might be happy Mm -hmm. now. But... There's all sorts of energies. There's all sorts of forces going on at all times, and everyone has free will, and everyone has the ability to shift and change their directions. And yeah, that's why I kind of agree. I wish we would have seen <laughs> what happened with that woman. Even in that if they movie. just
0: had like the ants, like a few days later, um, reading the newspaper, and she's on the front page, murdered by boyfriend. Even if we got that closure,
1: Yes. Yeah, like something. just
0: something to really warn you. Like, even if it's just, like, a little, like, you know, newspaper article.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but that's that's actually a great example, because one, obviously, love the movie. Yep, we're watching it this year. Yes.
0: um, We'll yeah. manifest the pizza, then.
1: We will manifest the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and we shall conjure up practical magic. Mm-hmm. Um... But, yeah, that's just kind of how I see, like, if you're going to buy a spell. I feel like, this is just my personal opinion, I feel like if you're not doing some of the work involved in that spell... It's not going to work. I don't feel like it's going to work. I feel like that's... I don't want to say it's a scam, because I'm pretty sure these people have... I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say that most people have good intentions, hopefully. Yeah. Um. But at the same time again like going back to how spells work and how much energy it takes to cast a spell and like raise all that energy and bring forward all that magic and direct it and be like very precise with it and it's just like dude can you imagine like even if you sold five spells a day for complete strangers how much energy yeah that's going like you're gonna feel so drained like, yeah so I, really I mean, don't think people could pay me enough to do that. I really don't <laughs> yeah
0: and I mean I was looking at some of the like spells that were sold on Etsy and a lot of them were like I d- I only take like two spells a day like so I w- and like some spells are like I'll work on them for seven days but you have to follow up with me like you have to make the effort. I'm not just doing this for you and yeah, they are expensive but they yeah. should be. They should be. You're you're having a person put their energy basically just fuck whatever they were doing that day. Yeah. And I mean, it's their job.
1: Not only that, too, but if they work with deities or spirits of some kind, it's not just... You're also
0: invoking them.
1: Yeah, it's not just their energy either. And of course, you know, um, deities don't get paid in money, (laughs) Mm. but they do get paid in some way. Yeah. they do still receive some sort of reciprocity um, from the people who work with them
0: that's kind of how relationships work but and that's the thing like if you're like I would feel terrible if I bought somebody like hey can you do this spell for me and they're working with another deity that I have no idea who they are or ancestor I would feel terrible I'm just like that type of person that I don't like to burden people yeah a, but that's just me that's I always feel like I'm a burden. So for me to even ask somebody and they're like, well, let me consult with my ancestor. No, it's okay. We're good. We're good. Tell them I'm sorry. Here's a pie.
1: (laughs) I meant to hit you up for some help, but instead I'm going to help you by bringing you
0: sweets. (laughs) Yeah, I I would feel terrible. That's just me. Yeah, no, I kind of
1: understand that. First of all, you're not a burden. Second of all, um, I totally understand that thought process, though, of like, Yeah, I think I would also kind of feel really – I don't know. It's kind of like when you go over – like you go to meet up with your friend, they're like, oh, we just have to stop at my grandma's house real quick. And you're like, okay, cool. And you walk into grandma's house and you go, actually, I'd really love some champagne. And grandma's like, well, I have some, but it's down in the cellar in this box that I haven't opened for many years. And But I'll go get it for you, honey. And you're like, no, please don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's just – I don't know. That's the kind of vibe I get is like – you know, like please don't go out of your way just for me. Like you don't even know me. You don't know if I'm a shit person. You don't know if you don't even know if I deserve,
0: yeah, this exactly. blessing
1: or bane that I'm trying to invoke. You know, like you you don't know. I could mm-hmm. spin you whatever story I wanted. It's the internet. I can lie the hell to you all if I want. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like me personally, I don't think I would ever sell a spell especially not online Um, I've already helped friends with spells but I've done it very much so like I just said like I'm gonna set you up Mm -hmm. and I will be here to kind of like hold your hand but you're doing it Yeah, and you're also following through because if you don't well that's not on me honey but um, I don't usually accept direct monetary payment for this I usually do expect something in return usually feed me (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's usually what i want especially after doing a spell like i just want food <laughs> yeah so if you just like bring me a donut or something i'm like cool we're good mm-hmm. <laughs> or like if you're like hey um i bought you a candle or i you know found this really cool crystal or hey i found you know this skull <laughs> like whatever like as long as you're bringing me something to show me that you appreciate my time and energy that's going into this I'm cool with that but as far as me actually selling an actual spell no yeah so I don't know that's just kind of where I stand with the whole like buying and selling I am not against anybody doing whatever the hell they want to do you do you make that Mm -hmm. coin like that's literally my motto for life is just get out there and make your goddamn money however the fuck you can cause this is a cutthroat world ain't nobody gonna care what you do at the end of the day and we're all gonna die get your money -hmm. But live by your own code of morals. I'll live by my
0: own code of morals. We're good. Yeah. Moral of the story you do you boo boo. Yes. (laughs) All right.
1: So, do we feel like we have anything else to add on anything to do with spell work?
0: Oh, I'll probably think of something at three in the morning and be like, fuck, that would have been a good idea. But I think we're good now.
1: Yeah, I think this might be one of our longest episodes, even though we we definitely have a lot to cut out still because we rambled a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but we've been recording for like, what, three hours, give or take? A while now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'll sign us off.
1: Um, So just remember you can find us on social media at The Witches Gathering on both Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to give us a follow. And let us know if we're doing well. And also, apparently, if you upvote us like five stars on Apple Podcast, we'll be heard more. I guess I don't know if that's a thing. That's just what I hear other podcasters say. So please help us out. Help us reach more people. And um, yeah, just support us a little bit if you like this. Yes, let us touch you
0: in ways that you have (laughs) never been touched. This is
1: how we get sued.
0: (laughs) This is what happens why I have a bedtime.
1: (laughs) You're the one that wanted to start later. You know what? This is on you.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry that I don't want to be hungry and hangry recording these podcasts. Well, too bad. (laughs) You gotta
1: pick one or the other. (laughs) All right, sign us off. You're cut off.
0: All right. Well, this concludes our episode on spells. Uh, We hope you enjoyed. We hope you stick around. And uh, you have a good night or a good day. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever you are. Happy hauntings.
2: Bye.